Welcome back to Emi in St. Louis, the fancy-ass podcast that reviews <laughs> new fancy-ass restaurants in and around St. Louis. Uh, didn't I ask you not to swear because my niece and nephew listen to this and, like, right off the bat? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Uh, it's been a while since we put out a podcast. I thought they might be old enough. This <laughs> yeah, <point. laughs> they've each aged, like, eight years <laughs> in the time we put out a podcast. Oh, good. Um my name is Nick. I'm Travis. I'm Francie. Uh, today we're talking about Casa Don Alfonso in the Ritz-Carlton in Clayton. And that's one of the reasons that I'm calling us fancy. But the other one is that we just recently won an award that we're very proud of. And I wanted to just give a quick mention of that. That was from STL Bucket List. I think they might have started as like an Instagram. They have... 50,000 followers now, I think. And wow. Yeah. And it's quickly becoming an empire. They actually have a podcast coming soon. So, I know. Yeah. So I, I love our one and only year of winning yep. that award. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would respect them so much if they gave it to themselves next year. <laughs> but yeah, they gave us, or it was voted in by, I'm assuming, all of their 50,000 followers. Yeah, I assume. Best STL podcast. So that was pretty exciting. I, got to go to a, a party uh luke the guy who started it through it at ballpark village and uh it was a good time got a little trophy and it was awesome did we already put a picture of the trophy on our instagram we did but oh put it up again yeah maybe we can all take a picture together and maybe you could like show us that trophy at some I, point you don't need to see it um, <laughs> travis doesn't believe that we actually won anything <laughs> You are a designer. That's the easiest thing to Photoshop in the whole world. That's true. All right. Today we have a special guest who has been a friend of all of us for many years. And uh, we've worked with her. We've dined with her. We've cried with her. God. (laughs) (laughs) Julia, it's good to have you here. Thank you so much. Congratulations, you guys, by the way. I saw it. I will take the photo. It exists, Travis. It's well, all good. It's I, amazing. I think it is absolutely appropriate that Julia is on the episode with us today because I think a large part of why we get voted these things is because our podcast has an awesome name. That's true. And our name came from Julia. And 10%. I, I really didn't think this was going to come up. I, I was prepared to not bring it up. That's the only reason you're here, isn't it? Well, it is, and I'm so glad you did, Travis. Thank you. And I take a lot more than 10%. It's probably 25% of... i got to count the letters out. 95.8. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but Hmm. um, I was talking to Julia, kicking this idea around, and wanting to come up with something that was short, but said St. Louis in it, and and had had a little bit of attitude. (laughs) Had to have some tood in it. That's and possibly <laughs> something to do with food. And something to do with food. So that's a lot to wrap up into one name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like spit out you know, something like, eat me St. Louis. That is not how this That is down. exactly how it went down. And yeah. you go, selective eat me memory, in St. Louis. Selective memory syndrome. It's a thing. Especially I, with men. I, I've told this story a hundred times okay well so have i our, our no, story i want to hear the real let's, story let's hear the real story. julia's version of the truth the story is we're standing there on the tall tables that i'm too short for and we're talking about this food podcast and i was getting really excited because i thought i can't wait to do the pizza episode when they invite me and um <laughs> and we were talking about names and really it, it you said something about food st louis and it just instantly came to me eat me in st louis because i was like eat me in st louis like anyone would right mm-hmm 
That's how it happened. I, I believe I believe you, Julia, that that's no, you how you remember it. But <laughs> You know he's going to edit all this out. <laughs> Just keep his version of how we got the It's name. whatever Nick said is exactly how it went down. Uh, but yeah, you, you said that and I was like, oh my God, I was right there and I missed it. You and you, you You did the... <laughs> That twenty percent was ninety percent. You know, I, I do. Yeah. I do acknowledge that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, it was a joint effort. I get it. Yeah. I took it to the finish line. That's all I care yeah, about. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the, I think the first thing I said to you after that was, "Well, shit, I have to do it now because I, I was still kind of on the fence about it." But I was like, "This is this name is so good. We have to do it." Yeah. Um, Either it's going to be a food podcast or it's going to be a porn, porn film. film. Yeah. <laughs> it's food porn. It's exactly what it, it is. It was. We were going to name a podcast eb in st louis or one of the 10 <laughs> podcasts that started after ours was going to immediately take that name yeah, yeah i'm so. glad you guys got it but yeah uh welcome julia we you know from the very beginning wanted to have you on as a guest and we kept asking and asking and you kept saying no and saying <laughs> i want full credit and the rights and eventually i told you that we don't actually make money from this and you were like <laughs> okay it. i'll join you but aren't you guys glad we waited for the moment that we decided to do it it was very special very special very tuned special you guys really like casa de alfonso <laughs> it's an experience like no other never to be repeated that's all i'm gonna say uh, it is. Um, <laughs> before we start talking about the restaurant, another fancy thing. We're so fancy. <laughs> Travis, you just got back from France. I did. That's why I was, I assume that's why I was not on the last podcast. Uh, I yeah, was, that was why. <laughs> oh, we knew about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just got back from France. Uh, Hannah and I went for 10 days, went to Bordeaux. Uh, we went to uh, Arcachon, which is a tiny little beach town retirement community in France. And uh, we went to Paris, of course. Were you setting your sights for your retirement? Uh, no, no. Okay. I, I, I probably like am the least Parisian person of all time. Like, I... I mean, I was definitely walking down the street, and everybody within like ten miles from me was like, "That's an American." Yeah, you, you don't have to explain it. We to saw us. the photo. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> it was weird that you had that big foam finger on the whole time. Um, I'm sure you ate in some nice restaurants. I did. I ate at a Michelin star restaurant. Uh, First time in my entire life I've eaten at a Michelin star restaurant. Um, I will say I was disappointed because all I wanted was it for not not to be worth it. And it was totally worth it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I was like, you oh, how, how much better can a place be just because it has a Michelin star? And the answer is a lot better. It was like incredible. <laughs> hmm. They crumbed our table. Like they came by and like swept crumbs off the table oh. like between courses. That is fancy. I know. It's so fun fact, the only reason uh Hannah applied for a job at a country club when she was in uh I think early college and uh they they asked could you decrumb a table and she said no and they were like, well, we don't think you're the right fit here. Did she not know what they were asking? I think she thought it was more complicated than yeah. sweeping crumbs off yeah. the table. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what you were saying when you mentioned that. I want to be clear, but uh, like that's a strange thing to ask because it's just like, yeah, if you tell me how to use a little hand broom, I think I could manage. Well, they did that, and I remembered that story that yeah. Hannah told me, and I looked at her right after. Oh, I was sure. like, I think you could have figured uh, that out. 
But yes, it was great. A lot of patisserie, a uh, lot of baguettes, great food, um, and the like the greatest wine trip I think I could have ever imagined. So you sent me a picture of a wine list <laughs> that was voluminous. I mean, it, it looked like an encyclopedia it, volume. It truly did. It's a hardback, like beautifully printed book with two authors on it. Had to have been at least 100 pages. Yeah. Well, they had like two sommeliers at that restaurant. And so one wasn't available. So another one came up and was like, I'm also a sommelier here. Would you like to know any information? (laughs) It's just like, it's lunch. You have two sommeliers at lunch. Did you bring any wine back or have some shipped home? Uh, We brought one bottle of uh, organic wine back. Um, But uh, we actually, our big wine trip... uh, uh, through Bordeaux was with a representative that works with the wine merchant here in Clayton. And mm. so we were assured anything we liked that we tried, we could get right in our neighborhood shop. So I know we have amazing wine shops here in St. Louis. We're very spoiled. So uh, I will definitely plug the wine merchant here because they're absolutely amazing. The staff is Travis, great and the selections. At awesome. what point did the beret come on? At what point? <laughs> I, and what color was it? Well, when you we went to the Eiffel Tower and saw no less than 15 like women in their 20s in berets taking pictures and of they were the Eiffel Tower. All American. Obviously. Yeah. Were they wearing yeah. black and white striped yeah. tops? Uh, no, red coats were really popular okay, okay. with the red beret and yeah, it 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 was really funny. One of my favorite pastimes is to like sit at popular places and watch the Instagram people like take 10,000 photos trying to get the perfect shot where, you know, I was like I pointed my iPhone at the Eiffel Tower and clicked, and I was like, well, got it. <laughs> Those idiots that do that. I would never do that. That's stupid. <laughs> stupid people. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about this restaurant. Casa Don Alfonso. A little bit of history behind it. It's also got roots with a Michelin star restaurant. In 1890, Don Alfonso in Santa in the southern peninsula of Italy, opened up the first restaurant. And this is now its first stateside descendant of that restaurant. And CEO Mario Iacorino, I want to say. Francie's giving me a nod. I haven't seen the spelling of it. I'm not going to debate you. (laughs) Um, Brought this to St. Louis. Uh, They loved the location. He's talked to a lot of people from the Hill. They've come in and said that it has like a taste of traditional Italy. They announced this in the middle of the pandemic and did a $20 million renovation on the former location of the restaurant known as The Restaurant. Wait, did you say $20 million? I don't have the books, but that's what I read. It was the leaves. It was the, it I mean, was the no leaves. No wonder it was a little pricey. I mean, you got to recoup yeah. that at some point. A <laughs> uh, lot of money put into this, and it shows. It's a gorgeous restaurant um they opened it around this time last year and it's the largest open concept kitchen in the metro area here we're gonna tell you all about it uh we're excited to we haven't been out to a nice restaurant like this in so long and so this was an adventure that we all went on together for once actually so and that was a first for the podcast we never all go to the same place at the same time intentionally I think it's important to note that the list was supplied to me by, I believe, Francie and Nick. Yes. And I got to choose. Yeah. 
And aren't we glad I did? And that's all I'm going to say about that. Can I ask why? Why did you choose Casa Don Alfonso? Because it sounded expensive, and I heard that you weren't into that kind of thing, and so I just wanted to test to see if you, no. Mon Dieu, Travis, Travis, no. Um, I went to France. I, I know like that was places. this was before. It sounded interesting, and at the time, at, at that moment, I wanted Italian. I really did, and I saw it, and I'm like, oh. And then when I read. It was at the Ritz. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We were literally between this place and a cheesesteak <laughs> restaurant. So, um, you know, the good choices. <laughs> yes. And I clearly I made the right one. Uh, all right. We're going to talk about that. But let's first read some Yelp reviews. Oh, Yelp. Yelp reviews were all over the board. It was really interesting to see. There were some high ones, some low ones, people who loved certain things and people who were very disappointed in the exact same thing. So totally. Four stars out of 38 reviews. But yes, I, I saw the same thing. Just Welcome to the full era. gamut. <laughs> I'll start with the Yelp review from Monique C. of St. Louis, who gave it two stars. This place had quite the hype, so much so that I decided in July I wanted to come here for my birthday and made reservations for September. After months of waiting, we went, and it 100% did not meet any of my expectations. Definitely not worth the hype. There was not one part of the meal that wowed me or made me think, oh my goodness, that's surprising and delicious. So overall, we paid quite a bit for something that didn't feel worth it. Mm. So on the flip side of that, S.E. from Tucson, Arizona, Sunday brunch just isn't until you've tried Casa Don Alfonso, located in the Ritz-Carlton. It's a breakfast buffet, uh, but they do have cooked-to-order omelets. They do simple things really well, which, you know, is one of my favorite aspects of dining. And then, of course, the service was flawless, five stars. I'm glad you read that because we, I, I looked over all the reviews and saw a lot of talk about the brunch and we talked about doing that at one point but ended up going for dinner so um yeah their brunch is supposed to be fantastic um they do a, a regular breakfast every morning but the brunch is just on the weekend uh okay i got a review here from caitlin m from chesterfield she gave it two out of five stars and she said gosh this dinner was so disappointing i had high hopes for it the place itself is darling the espresso martini was good very tiny the blue cheese olives are stuffed, and my water was never low. Those were the good things. But the beef carpaccio was just fine. Nothing to crave. The cash of the day, the sea bass, was tasty again, but nothing to knock your socks off worthy. And the rack of lamb was very, very fatty and lacked any flavor. There's nothing. No salt, rub, crust, etc. This was the gut kick because we were looking forward to the lamb a lot. But on the flip side, <laughs> Stephanie B. of Kirkwood gave five stars, and she wrote, I had high expectations for Casa Don Alfonso, and it blew every single one of them out of the water. They put $20 million into remodeling this restaurant. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's where I read it. Ah, thank you, Stephanie B. So, <laughs> re roving reporter. Check my sources, Stephanie B. Check, and check my sources, not reliable at all. <laughs> I think she got it from Wikipedia, though, and we all know that's reliable. Well, she says it really shows, and I would have to agree. This is by far the most beautiful restaurant I've been to in St. Louis. 
The food and service were matched by the atmosphere. Everyone who works at Casa Don Alfonso was so friendly and welcoming, they really go above and beyond to make you feel taken care of. Yeah, I, I, you know, we'll get to it, but I, I would agree with that. Just beautiful place and good stuff. Um, let's talk about our experience. Experience. Have any of you guys been to the Ritz-Carlton before? I had been there before for brunch a long time ago, at least 15 years ago. Okay, so of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I went one time. Bill took me there for our anniversary. We sat at the bar, really nice jazz, and he, he remembered a couple coming up to us that he said were swingers. I'm, true story. They weren't. <laughs> he thinks everyone are swingers, but they weren't. But it was a lovely, lovely time. It was the hey, lounge. That's why Julia wanted to go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think everyone's a swinger until they say no. So Okay. I think Bill would agree with you. Okay. I could be taken a lot of different ways. <laughs> we didn't say my last name on here, did we? Okay. Let's just keep it that way. Keep going. All right. I might have to edit that out. I think I might have. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's on is it Carondelet. Carondelet. That's very fancy. I, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> but We're that's one St. of those that St. Louis has Carondelet. Yes, they do. Yes. So does New Orleans. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but this is a road that I never go down. I go through Clayton all the time, but it's just a little bit off the path. And then you, as soon as you turn on it, it's like, boom, the Ritz-Carlton, which is, I'm sure, a hugely popular hotel. But for locals, you just don't go over there that often. So it was nice to go and check that out. And uh, excellent suggestion again, Julia. Um, Julia, what was your experience walking into this place? Well, well let's talk about me driving into the place because oh, yeah. I went down the wrong way. Okay, so we started <laughs> off in a really good place. I rolled down my window helpful before i even got into the garage so right off the bat everyone is pays attention i parked i came in i had to ask an employee because you know i'm not the best with directions i walk in and i just asked them to lead me to the restaurant and they did did anybody else get wrapped up in whatever trade show or whatever was going on and talk to the wrong people on the way in no they were breaking up what was it coal something so the, uh, the coal coalition about of coils. Coil oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Was it a coalition? Yes. Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> but I'm. That's <laughs> all right. I just I tried to say that myself when I, I was doing. <laughs> I I did not see the trade show because I parked on the street like a peasant. <laughs> How far away did you walk? Oh no, I just parked like a, there, there was street parking. Okay. So it seemed like it was all valet and. That was the easiest thing to do, by the way. Just go to the garage. Don't even mess around. But be advised, they're not going to validate your parking. No. I figured after what we spent on that meal, they might, but... I guess the, uh, yeah. the Ritz needs the revenue, apparently. Yeah. They did spend $20 million to revenue. Well, yeah. good point, Travis. <laughs> they need to make it back somewhere. They've got leaves to pay for. That's $4 off that $20 million. Good job. <laughs> well, I mean, we are glossing over something that was a big deal to me is that I got dressed up for the first time yeah. in like a year to go to this restaurant. And I you looked great, tackies. by the way. You looked great. I ironed them. This was a big deal to me. <laughs> yes, we were fancy. Mm-hmm. I had a whole 80s montage. Angie put on <laughs> Flock of Seagulls, and I changed into like 12 different outfits. And He was sitting there by himself when I walked in, and I saw him. <laughs> If you didn't know better, you would think it was a very awkward, horrible date about to go really, really <laughs> wrong. But that wasn't the case, thank God. Um, but can I just say one thing right off the bat? I'm just going to say it because it's the number one thing that's going to start the judgment. <laughs> the lighting. 
I'm lighting means everything to me. Oh. Lighting means everything, and it was just a little too bright. Too much. Yeah. It really was, and that just um, is gorgeous. Imagine if the lighting had been a little bit lower, reflecting bit. off the copper. Well, did you the- notice how they lowered it towards the end of our meal? So maybe we were just too early. At oh, seven thirty was our time. Yeah, and at some point. I think there were other reasons why I, they lowered the I lighting. I thought they were Perhaps. flashing the lights on and off to tell us it was last call. <laughs> 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 Not that kind of place. <laughs> well, that that's a great point, Julia. Like, I will say that it's a very large space. When you walk in, there's a there's a lounge. There's a giant uh, U-shaped bar. Um, they have uh, like a wine area behind that uh, that's temperature controlled with three gazillion bottles of wine copper the copper the reflection of it yes and they have like this copper ceiling um they also have uh like hand-painted tile everywhere um the floor beautiful the floor is beautiful it's all gorgeous so i think maybe they just want you to see everything when Mm. you walk in it's just i think francie made a very good observation about the silverware Oh, right. So the tableware is kind of a copper color, too. Everything is color-coordinated in there. It's not silver. It's not gold. It's it's kind of that coppery tone. And there are these beautiful glass leaves hanging, suspended uh, in kind of a, I don't know, what would you call in an installation. Yeah. Um, so they reflect the light. So the, the copper is gleaming and, and reflects the light. And then you've got these glass leaves that are sort of sparkling in the light there's a lot to look at in there so the leaves and the paintings are both referencing uh wisteria um because they're big fans of is it sex in the city that they live on wisteria lane no that was um wasn't that real housewives okay anyway that i think you're you're right right (laughs) no i'm sorry the original (laughs) restaurant in italy had a lot of wisteria integrated into it and so those are nods to that and so they have 600 of those glass leaves that are each individually hung from the ceiling around this massive open cooking area that they have like four chef stations and a walk-up area and um and a a pizza oven and the coasters were i'm sorry the coasters were italian too italian tile they were beautiful oh yeah do they switch switch them out for the seasons like, is it snowflakes in the winter? <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go back. That's part of the $20 million, apparently. Yeah, well, I just the, walked in. I was like, happy fall, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I guess we should note during this pandemic season is that the staff were all wearing masks, mm-hmm. and the tables were, were pretty well spaced. It might be that in uh, other times, or originally they might have planned to have more tables, and that's possibly why it takes so long to get a reservation like um caitlin who planned for her birthday in september back in july surprised we got the table we did yeah um worked a little magic with marvin the uh (laughs) the head whatever he was uh in the restaurant what kind of magic (laughs) francie just a little sweet talking him on the phone okay uh, but yeah, we heard that it can be months to get a reservation on the weekend anyway. So yeah, this is a place that you want to go for something special. Think about it well in advance. All right, let's talk about the food. I was excited about the food. I looked at the menu beforehand. Um, I know that you all thought that this place is not my style whatsoever. Um, but 
not I looked at the menu. I was super excited about it. Uh, you know, it leans Italian. I would say like pretty pretty heavily Italian. They do handmade pastas. They have pizza. Um, so definitely some stuff I was super excited about. But um, the person that was way more into it than I was was Hannah. And this was like the one time she didn't get to go with me. <laughs> oh, sorry, Hannah. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, she was like, I have gone with you to every place. And now you're going to like a nice restaurant. I'm not going. Well, now you can take her and, you know. Yeah, I think we'll go for to... brunch because she's a big brunch oh, That's fan. perfect. Oh, yeah. So, But, yeah, I, uh, I saw so many things that look good. I got the Frito Miso for the table to start mm-hmm. off with. Um, they, you know, it, it's fried delicacies, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, uh, fried vegetables, arancini, um, croquettes. Uh, and I will say the sauce was great. That sauce was really good. Yeah. And Travis was nice enough to share with us, which is, which I also don't like doing yeah. at all. I don't, like I was sharing. very impressed by that, but I, I really would like to break it down. This, this, um, Frito Misto, is that what you got? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I, I was a little disappointed. No, <laughs> I was. Um, for I, th- I thought the arancini was really good, mm. and I held it up to Pastoria. I have to say it because I love theirs. It was excellent. The perfect crunch on the outside, perfect temperature. Inside was, per- I mean, it was just, you know, how it's that nice rice mixture in the middle, and then a little crunch. It was excellent. The sauce was excellent. But then after that, we're like, leave it alone. You don't need to put a fried potato pancake on there, which was basic, which is kind of flavorless. Sorry, it was. And then, um, what was it? A croquette, mm-hmm. the cheese, mozzarella. Um, that um, what was the one with the anchovy? Mm. Oh, that was the arancini. I thought. Oh, the arancini was the fried. The right, rice right, balls. yeah, that was the fried rice ball. So the mm. um, that one was something else. That was good. The one with the anchovy. Um, but I, in my mind, it would have been perfect if they had just made made an arancini order on its own. That's that's really my point for this. Otherwise, it's like nothing. Nothing at that point was outstanding. Or, or um, what? Extraordinary. What, what Monique mm-hmm. said, actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> that was not the only appetizer we got. Oh. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> the, this is this is the thing. I debated whether or not I was going to talk about this. I'm going to make it real brief. I learned a lesson about carpaccio. I ordered the carpaccio. It was beautifully displayed. Um, I bit off a, a, a little too much than probably I should have because I think that's something you just take a little bit. It mm-hmm. melts in your mouth. It's lovely. I took too big of a bite and it kind of folded over on itself and it became a large amount in my mouth and then it became really chewy and then my mouth started watering heavily. I was at a crossroads. Something was (laughs) going to have to be voluntary or involuntary. No one saw. I... It, it was going to come up. I'm not lying. And so I was, I got real quiet and I started sweating a little bit and it was, and I put it in the napkin, folded it and no one knew. No one knew. But I love <laughs> how you're telling us that we didn't know. <laughs> you did not know. We talked about it all night. No, Julia. You didn't. That was the only thing we talked about after we left. Yes. But the second round, Francie, it was fantastic. I gave it another chance because I realized I had made a big mistake mm-hmm. and it was lovely. It melted in my mouth. So I disagree with the, um, review on Yelp about the carpaccio. I thought it was yeah, amazing. I didn't think it was fatty. I really thought it was delicious. Yeah. So we came back around. This was a positive review. We came back around. Okay. <laughs> it was, I abused it. Yeah. This is my fault. Um, you got to know what you're getting into. It. You, you yeah. Just don't overbite. That's the point of that story. I yeah. thought it was great. And, and I always think that when a restaurant 
offers something like a beef carpaccio or a tartare or um or a tartare or if uh you know a raw fish is on the menu i like instinctively trust that place a little bit more because it's like well you have to have good handling procedures you have to make sure that you're sourcing your food from a good place because it's not something you'd want to serve if it was bad you know so uh Mm. I, i thought it was good i really liked it we glossed over the bread it, was it that not memorable? I just am curious. I literally bread don't means remember a lot. it. Ex- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The olive oil was good. The bread was fine. But the bread, you know, yeah. this is a place that talks about, you know, how everything there is, is crafted yeah. from the finest and the best. And the, uh, you know, Vitaly's bread from the hill is yeah. every bit as good, if not better. Bread matters. However, the olive oil, I thought, had a nice flavor to I it. I would agree with that. I'm com- I was coming off of France, like where I ate a baguette a day, yeah. so I couldn't comment on the totally. quality of the bread. That's just not fair. It was warm. <laughs> it did the. Jo- it, it was what it's, it did the job. It was the nice crust on the outside. But honestly, you you remember when bread's really really good? Like you come back for it. This was not that time. Did you have the focaccia that was under? What? Oh. Yeah, there was more bread in the basket. Oh. What? I just had that one slice. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> off the top layer. I think Dang we it. all just had one piece and. How was it? Yeah. It was great. Dude, it. I, it was really good. Uh, I had no really idea there was focaccia under it was there. Hidden. It was yeah. hidden. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think they were trying to divide it up as like, you know, bread before dinner, bread with your meal. And so like they used the napkin to kind of do that. Oh. So. How disappointing. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Listeners, now you know when you are seated at the table and you see the, the slices in the bread container go deeper. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's just me because any bread container, I'm going to make sure it's empty before. I'm, okay. I'm going to turn it upside down. I'm going to make sure I see the bottom, make sure there's not a false That bottom. napkin is going up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you mentioned the olive oil. It was very good. It was I, good. That was one of several things that they are getting specifically from Italy, along with the tiles and most of the wine. And I, I will say their wine list, I was impressed. Um, so they they had a couple of... Uh, wineries on that wine list that I recognized. Um, I got the Stag's Leap, um, which they were part of the Great Paris Tasting that put California wine mm. on the map. Uh, they were the one with Chateau Montalena that went and took home awards at the Blind Paris Tasting. There's a whole movie about it with Alan Rickman. Yeah, it's a great uh, movie. Yeah, so it, it's a very like famous winery that we didn't get a chance to go to when we went out to Sonoma and Napa. And so I saw it on the wine list, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try it. I can try it right here. So I was really impressed with, like, the the wine list they had. They had a sommelier that came and helped me decide what wine I wanted for dinner. So, um, yeah, definitely definitely go for the wine list. It's a little pricey, but it you know it's a good wine. I like the Pinot he picked out for me, too. I didn't get the name, but it was really good. But even more so than that. Okay, so let's talk cocktails for a moment. Julia and I got the same thing, which I'd never heard of before. It was called the 163 and i have no idea what that means wasn't it 163 and then there was like a letter after it i don't know all i put in my notes was 163 but it was prosecco limoncello and rosemary syrup and it was served with a sprig of fresh rosemary clipped to the rim with a tiny little clip and in every sip you got this perfume of the rosemary and it really really was a nice drink it made me sip it slowly which i tend to not do um, it was lovely. Every sip was cool. It was refreshing. I loved it. 
That's Nick got something very fancy. Yeah, I, I like, I saw the clip of the rosemary. There were a lot of herbs in a lot of the dishes. <laughs> like yeah. Herbs, herbs everywhere. Yeah. So the, <laughs> I thought that was funny, but I, I'm intrigued by this like scent you get when you lean in for it and have well, a sip. It's also really funny to go with Francie to a restaurant that has a lot of herbs and everything because she has to clarify yes. that one of those herbs is not cilantro. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was no cilantro. I don't think it's big in Italian food. I, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, the uh, cocktail I got, I got a, a espresso martini, which had uh, Stoli vanilla, Kahlua, and Don Alfonso's espresso coffee in it. And I can't um, believe I didn't ask you for a sip of that. I really oh, can't. I should have offered. I'm sorry. Well, you should have, but I'm yeah. just surprised I didn't ask. <laughs> you did say that you were thinking about getting one for dessert. You're right. And you're I, right. I thought... I kind of wish I had two, but I had I had heard good things about this, and I wanted to try it, and it was good. Describe to, how it looked. Well, it was beautiful. The top of it, we're going to post a picture on Instagram, but uh, the top of it had a little. I don't know how they do this, but it had a a signature printed or stenciled foam thing that said Casa Don Alfonso on it, and in the foam of like coffee foam, not yes. foam rubber. <laughs> Thank God. It was beautiful. Thank you, Francie. Uh, it was also petite, wasn't it? It, it yeah, was small. It yes. was. Uh, one of the, the reviews mentioned that. It was small, but I, uh, I I thought it was a good amount. I was hoping yeah. for, like, you guys have been to Famous Bar when it existed, right? They were no, Aren't they known for their coffee, their espresso martinis? What? Famous Bar? Famous Bar on Chippewa? Yes. The, you know, I never went there. All oh the years I lived in the neighborhood. The best. Isn't that espresso? like a Sears? No. No. It's different. We, we, we don't have to. I don't want to get sidetracked, but okay. oh, <laughs> best espresso martinis ever, Francie. Amazing. There was a Bigger. bar that named itself Famous Bar as a play on the department oh, store. Thank you. Okay. That, yeah, that's all I needed. I, yeah. I thought maybe my mom was just like boozing it up when she was shopping the whole time. And can I just I say, like, I didn't Nick? Go, there was a bar. Famous Bar and Sears are nowhere near each other. I, on look, the scale okay. of the I'm glad store. you said that because I was throwing Sears in as an old reference, like I'm the old man that I am, <laughs> and I just. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to say that. Who even but, says Sears anymore? God. Uh, yeah, I should have said Sears Roebuck. We um, we apologize to the good people at Sears that no doubt listen to this podcast. <laughs> that are all out of business now. Yeah. Moving on. They all went and worked for Blockbuster. But um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, this martini was fantastic. It was cute. It brightened me up before the meal and uh, was a nice little tasty coffee treat. You guys had espressos later. Was that... Good. I just had the coffee. Oh, I had the espresso. Okay. And I it was it was good. It was a nice like meal wrap mm-hmm. um at the end. Uh you know, it, I I was probably thankful that it wasn't as strong as I was expecting it to be, but once again, I was coming back from France and I was fully expecting like that espresso to kick me in the teeth when I like took a sip of it. Yeah. I'm getting this window into our future where every single thing is going to be compared to something in France. <laughs> no, no, no. This is like the one the one time I'm going to One time it. in Paris? Yes. <laughs> one time when I was in that mansion drinking that wine that you'll never get to taste. Oh, it was the best wine ever. Uh, no, I yeah, I'm slowly becoming the girl at the Eiffel Tower with the beret and the red jacket. <laughs> that girl. Well, the espresso did smell amazing, and I regretted not ordering it. It's, so the... it's pronounced espresso. Oh. 
Travis is is referencing a previous episode where somebody... No, 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 but he said espresso. I know, I know, oh, I did. You did, did you? I did. Yes, that's I what I'm laughing. He I said tr- it at the table. Yeah. He did, and it was by accident. It was by accident. He slipped. He didn't mean it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, because yeah. Francie's eyes quickly, quickly looked at him, and I, so did mine, and I was like, what? We heard it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about our mains. Uh, Francie... I didn't actually order a traditional main. So um, the thing that they brought to me next was in the Zupa category, and it was the Castelluccio lentil soup. Um, They have several on their menu that sound interesting, and they're described as anti-aging soups seasoned at the table with crostini aromatic herbs, dried tomatoes, and chili pepper. All soups are vegan, gluten, and dairy-free. And I went for the lentils because, as Julia knows, that is one of my favorite types of soup. And I didn't know anything about Castelluccio. So I looked it up when I got home. Mm -hmm. And it turns out they are a prized lentil varietal from Umbria, Italy, beloved for their delicate, earthy, nutty flavor, thin skin, and supple texture. And I did a little shopping and discovered that they go for about $15 to $20 per pound retail. So they are a very fine quality lentil. And I will say they made a fantastic soup. I don't know how it was this creamy and smooth and delicious without uh, any dairy in it, uh, but it was the texture was fantastic. It was velvety, and uh, it had a little bit of, of olive oil drizzled on the top, and it was served. You'll see the photo on Instagram. It was served in the most beautiful little copper pot. When they brought it to me, it had a little lid on it, which they then removed. Um, so the the beauty of, of serving your soup like that is that it's going to be piping hot when it comes to you at the table instead of having been cooling off in the open air carried halfway across a restaurant. And then, as Nick mentioned before, it had a little pile of herbs um, <laughs> sitting on the plate next to it, um, which I did, you know, do a little dunk the herb in and, and eat it. But but the soup was really best, just eaten um, the the way that it was without adding anything to it. I Wait, wish I would have tried it. Are we not going to talk about the anti aging part of that? Yeah, no, we're definitely getting to it. <laughs> oh, but wait, like, wait, wasn't that where the crostini was super super? Hard? Oh yeah, the, thank you, Julia, oh, yeah. for reminding me. The, the crostini that came alongside it was really uh, petrified. Toast. Maybe it was meant to soften up in so the soup. So I did oh. dunk it in the soup. I kind of broke it and let it kind of soften in the soup. But in the amount of time it took me to eat the soup, mm. the crostinis never really softened. Okay. But I don't know what the anti-aging properties would be. And um, it wasn't just that soup. It was, it was all, all the of the soups. <laughs> so it must be something in the herbs. It must be. It must be some magic... Yeah. Well, something. I mean, no wonder it cost so much to renovate this place. They had to pave over the fountain of youth, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got something else. Well, so I my second item uh, came under their category of pizza napolitana, and they uh, really sell this pizza with a nice description. Our sourdough is organic and gently proofed for 48 hours for a true Italian classic. Um, they offer seven of these pizzas that range in price from $15 for a simple marinara to $32 for a white with summer truffle. I ordered the smoked scamorza, which was 20 bucks, And um, the scamorza, which I did not know until I got home and looked it up, is a type of cheese. Um, this The pizza I ordered was topped with diced eggplant and dried tomato. And it had a thin crust, which I was happy to see because... 
frequent listeners to the podcast know that's my preferred style. <laughs> um, it had a puffy edge, um, but it was not crisp, and honestly, it was not very flavorful. I ate, oh, really? I ate one piece. It was the the crust was rather flaccid. I think Nick took a piece. I don't know what you I thought took of a it. Piece. I took a piece, okay. too, and that was a great description. And um, so, but by that point, I was so full of lentil soup and, and uh, carpaccio and, and frito misto that I really wasn't very hungry. So I wound up taking uh, most of my pizza home, and a couple nights later, I put it on my own pizza stone, and I topped it with some delicious... Um, pasta sauce and sprinkle a little goat cheese on there and cooked it in my own oven until it was nice and crisp and it was delicious. So good. Well, that 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 actually about well that says a lot. Did you? (laughs) It says everything we need to know. Did you add your own scaramucci cheese? No, just the goat cheese. Oh, okay. (laughs) And it wasn't. Did you make? Did you make the goat cheese? Um, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You want me to go? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Um, so I didn't have any rejuvenating foods. Um, I <laughs> We can tell. I, <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I mean, you, you all know me. Um, so I was going to go straight for the pizza. Because one of my, my favorite things about Italian food is it's perfectly acceptable to eat an entire pizza for a meal. And everybody's just like, that's respectful of the cooking we've done for you. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, but when it's Papa John's, it's sad. I, <laughs> <laughs> when it's Papa John's, it's Americans. I also think that is something that's kind of nice about this place, which I, you know, fancy you weren't thrilled by the pizza as it was served. But um, but like you said, uh, there are very mixed reviews of it. And that's one thing that they seem to be pushing a lot is their pizzas. Um, and that's something that like, you know, on a pricier menu, you can get that and know what to expect and um and it's still you know a little it's it's more expensive than papa john's but mm-hmm. but kind of you know more acceptable accessible fair, accessible they don't have like yeah. promo codes though and they so it might even out yeah <laughs> Francis, what did you think what real quick going back to the pizza real quick what did you think of how it looked? It just didn't look like this fresh, amazing pizza. It was not an exciting-looking pizza, and and the eggplant was diced, which I thought was kind of odd. And it you said, called it you called it chunklet. Yeah, little chunklets. <laughs> and I and liked it, that word. <laughs> it said that it came with dried tomatoes, so I was expecting like pieces of sun-dried tomato. But what it looked like was just a really thin, anemic. Smearing, smearing. It was a smearing tomato sauce, mm. so it yes. didn't even taste tomatoey. It didn't, and it really didn't taste eggplanty. No, it didn't. Huh. It's yeah. a letdown. Whatever. A little bit. I'm sure I would have loved it. Mm, I think <laughs> I, I saved you from yet. the pizza so that you could get what you had. Did it I come got... with a little cup of garlic sauce that you peel the top <laughs> off of? That would have done it. Yeah, I, sometimes anything that makes all with the that difference. garlic sauce. So I got the macaroni gratin. Um, it is Grandfather Alfonso's original recipe, and that is, uh, <laughs> the description says, extra virgin olive oil bechamel ham. And I was like, great, this sounds like a really interesting pasta dish. And as soon as I ordered it, Francie goes, you got the mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did. And, and I it did. came out, and it was definitely, like, a very upscale version of mac and cheese the the 
the cheese was really melty. The bechamel ham added that little bit of saltiness to break up the creaminess. So it wasn't like so heavy because you had the, the ham like kind of break through that. The noodles in this were like so good and thick. It just made it feel a little more premium. Then you I, could tell they were homemade. Yeah, mm. and, and that's what had I a wide noodle, very wide noodle, and it and everything clung to it. So I will say the the bite that Travis was so generous to allow me to have, <laughs> it was a large bite, just like the carpaccio. But this one, it was acceptable, and it everything clung to that noodle. It was very good, very rich. Yes, yeah. Travis, mm-hmm. who who usually doesn't like to share his food, let all of us taste his mac and cheese. And I I would describe that as a rigatoni noodle. It's kind yes. of a yes. fat mm-hmm. tubular a noodle with ridges on the outside that held all the sauce. Yeah. yeah. Is Hannah going to get even more mad at you now that you didn't take her and shared your meal? <laughs> so, yeah, probably. Sorry, I mean, Hannah. <laughs> It was more of like, I, I was super pleased with my dish. Mm. I was excited about it. It tasted great. Um, so I wanted you all to be able to try it because it was it was just an experience that it's like, okay, this is true like upscale mac and cheese. Uh, you know, there used to be that place on the loop oh, right. uh, that oh, yeah. did. Mac and cheese 20 ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they tried to do upscale mac and cheese and takes on it. It was more like... Uh... I don't know, a Qdoba or one of those like fast pizza places. Where, for mac and cheese. For, for mac sure. and cheese, yeah. yeah. But I, I just thought that this was great. I had to try. Uh, it looked beautiful. The yeah. display was nice. Grandfather Alfonso's secret recipe or whatever. I was like, yeah, Legit. Good. I'm going to go for that. So uh, I got that. I thought it was great. Did it come with anything else? Nope. Okay. Just a big bucket of mac and cheese. Yep. And I ate every last bite. And you know what? And you were happy because I was happy that you were happy because you were very, very happy. Was yours served in a bowl or was yours also in a like a copper pot like mine? It, it was like in a, yeah, like the worst way I can think to describe it is it was like a dog bowl. Um. <laughs> oh, that's fancy. <laughs> But it was delicious. It was weird that you put it on the floor after they <laughs> served it to you. <laughs> None of us thought it looked like a dog bowl. You know, it was like a little. It was like a little dish that I'm sure had a lid on it, and they took mm. the lid off. It, I, I recall it, it being like metal. It, yeah. just, it seemed yeah. a little. That's uh, why I thought maybe it was just a different size of copper pot. Yeah, I think it was silver. Yeah, a small metal bowl. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, like okay. one might find in a buffet line. That's what my dog has. <laughs> exactly, like you'd find in a buffet line, like the big tray of food or something. Yeah, okay. yeah. Shout out to Tonks. Yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's great. <clears throat> this was where I was torn because I wanted the lamb and Nick knew it. And Nick ordered before me. I see. And I, he got the lamb. I thought that Travis wanted the. I was trying to read and I was going back and forth on that myself. But I'm so glad you got the lamb. No, and Travis I didn't. wanted the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. No, I, am, I, well, I wish I'd gotten the it. fish. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Chilean sea bass. I did not get the lamb. And um, that was their special. That was their special. And it was served in a plastic bag. Tied up like one would find in a doggy treat. No, I'm just kidding. What, was did we go to a pet bakery? <laughs> was the fish in the bag, or was the everything? Sauce everything and, was in the bag. It was all sealed. It came to okay. the table. Yeah. Yes, it was steaming in this bag. And she and first of all, our server Heather. We haven't even given her a shout, shout out. Shout out to she Heather. Was, she was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if she's no, she's not the one who. It was an awkward moment because she's like, do you want to do the bag? I'm like, I don't know. I want I Heather do? to do it. Right? <laughs> do the bag. What's in the bag? So they, I had them do the bag. And in the bag was this flavorful, well, 
I, I maybe that's a little too generous. It was a broth with some crushed tomatoes. It was flavorful. It really was. The fish was cooked to perfect, steamed to perfection. It was delicate. It melted in my mouth. It was so good. Um, I just wanted a little more oomph in the what was surrounding it. Mm-hmm. That's all. So um, the, the sauce had uh, anchovies, onions, vegetables. And, oh shit! Why did I go down this road? Brunois. Again, I'm looking at fancy. Spell it. B r u n o i s e. Brunoise. Brunoise, but I don't Brunoise, know what it is. Oh, we, when we there's an e on the end, like Francoise. Oh, yeah. This is. This sounds like a fancy moment. Bing, bing, bing. Okay, but no, it was. Um, it was. Uh, it was. It was very lovely. It was lovely. It was exactly what it needed to be. Um, I couldn't finish it, but that's because of the thing. Um, oh, is that why? Okay. Yeah. I thought you didn't like it we'll no. talk about that. yeah i couldn't yeah. I, I, I can't google brunoise i don't know your wi-fi oh that's how <laughs> no one will ever know how it's pronounced it translates to connectivity issues <laughs> <laughs> so i yeah i had yours and i really liked it a lot. i did too i thought it was great yeah and i gave you the leftovers yes i did I, angie get to try it she did yeah did she like it yeah she Good. did um, yeah, the fish, I thought the f- you'd let me have a bite, and yeah. the fish was, was really perfectly cooked and perfectly very nice, cooked. and you'd think it, with that list of ingredients, there m- would have been a little more zing. Zing, that's what um, I wanted. But maybe they intentionally kept it toned down to not overpower a mild fish. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I liked the zing. I, maybe I'm boring. I like, I like the zing. I, I, no, I thought, I thought it was uh, well-seasoned. Oh, okay. And, yeah, it was uh, nice. That was my, my favorite part of the meal, actually. I, it was just like, a, you know, it's fish. It falls apart easily, but it, was, it had like a, just a rich, buttery taste to it. It was very rich. I think yeah. it's important to note, though, and this is probably, I wanted everyone to know, I, didn't, I asked for them to leave out the eggplant. Um, oh. So maybe that could have been a game changer. I hmm. still loved the meal, by the way. I just, eggplant is... Eggplant kind of is like beans, and then it takes on the flavor of the things it's cooked neutral. with. So, yeah, okay, I don't so think it, it would have made a big difference. Okay, good. Thank you for telling me that. So, Nick, what did you think about uh, your food that Julia ordered for you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Now, now it makes sense that... Okay, because, uh, again, I thought that Travis wanted that. We talked about it beforehand. Um, the rack of lamb, by the way, uh, is the most expensive thing on the menu. At $64. Yes. Yeah. Um, caramba. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, I, there was a part of me that was just like, we're going out. It's been so long since I've been out. I feel like splurging. I don't know if I ever gotten rack of lamb before uh, it's a rack of colorado lamb if it wasn't from colorado i would have been like no the only lamb i eat is from colorado <laughs> but, it came out with a colorado beanie on yeah no <laughs> but I, yeah i was looking at it and i was thinking about it and then i thought no you know i i don't know if i even want that i don't need to like just splurge for the sake of splurging uh maybe i'll get the the veal which was um Baby cow. <laughs> I, yeah, I was thinking that too, and I went back and forth, and I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know if I, how I feel about that. I'm glad you brought that up, Francie. But then I also don't know how I feel about lamb. Poor little lamb. Yeah, and so I love lamb. I made a decision right there that I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go for the splurge. I'm and I'm gonna make this my last lamb. I'm gonna find out how I good. You're gonna it- say meal. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, pull it, Don't you think rack of lambs? It, I had a bigger image in my head than what arrived at the table. Uh, see, they I, were dainty. I don't know. 
they were very yeah. dainty. Um, I, maybe I was thinking shank or whole rib cage. I don't know, but these yeah. were tiny little. Yeah, so it's it's uh, four ribs with uh, a little section of meat on them. Little chops. Little uh, chops, yeah. $64. Some of the, yeah, it's expensive. But there was a big pile of herbs on the plate. <laughs> there was a massive pile of uh, rosemary and maybe basil. I don't know. I think some thyme. Thyme. And I ordered the medium for you. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. That's, thank you for bringing me back there. Because... I she asked me how I wanted it. I said medium rare, and then Julia said medium at the same yeah. time or something. And, and she had ordered the fish, and and the I got disoriented. Yeah, Heather was like, I don't know what happened. I wasn't talking to you, right? <laughs> no, she goes, she goes. Are you sure that's what he wants? And oh said, yeah, that's right. And I said, why? Why the hell do you need? Does he need to know how I want my fish? And she looked at me, and I was like, oh, oh, Heather, I'm so sorry. I, yeah. I got everyone confused. I'm sorry about that, Nick. Um, but you ended up getting it medium. And, but yeah, I, and then I was just like, "All right, get it, get it medium. That's I'm fine with I'll that." Have the I'm, I'm going to share, and yeah. Um, and you know what? It was it was cooked too much. That was my biggest <laughs> problem with it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It was. It yeah. was. It was. Yeah, medium rare would have been perfect. It, really it would have been. been. It was, and that, that's on me. But yeah, or yeah. Julia. <laughs> uh, a lot of the people in the reviews on Yelp complained about it being too fatty i thought there were some bites with just like a little bit of the fat and a little bit of like crunchy gristle on it because yeah there were parts of it that were like a little bit overcooked it's a little my chewy. fault and a little dry um but there were some exceptional parts you know good. um but that being said the chilean sea bass favorite part of the meal yeah it was very good all right i'm gonna cut in here with a mm-hmm. live francie fact check <laughs> The brunoise is not an ingredient. The brunoise is a technique which was describing how those other ingredients were prepared. Be- oh, okay. And it means in a plastic bag. No, no. Oh. It has to do with their fr- the items. So what did you list? Onions and... Uh, there was tomatoes. Vegetables, cherry tomatoes, Right, various anchovies. vegetables. It says it's a, it's a culinary knife cut in which the food item is first julienned and then turned a quarter turn and diced producing cubes of about three millimeters or less on each side. So apparently they brunoised my little eggplant chunklets, too. Yes, they too. did. That's a better name than the chunklet, I suppose. <laughs> well, that was a good fancy fact check. That's interesting. Can you cut in with the gong? I, I definitely will. I miss oh, my yeah, old yeah, music. No, I, that's what I live for. That's, yeah. that's brilliant. Um, and then I think the... Aside from the coffee, the only thing we had left was a little dessert. Yeah, we got the tiramisu, um, which was a modern take on a tiramisu. Uh, It was served in a vase, um, in a larger vase that had coffee beans in it. And I'm sorry that it it was much more elegant than the way I'm describing it. (laughs) And it was sort of like a cone suspended over... Beans it was an awkward start because you had me, you were so generous to let me start into it. And that thing on top was very loose. And this, then Francie was like, that's chocolate. And so I broke it and ate yeah, it. But I it was good. I didn't know how to eat it. That's yeah. why I, I was well, like, I why didn't don't either. you go ahead? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and it was also it. stenciled and, yeah, and kind of fancy. The, it was fancy. The chocolate ring around it mm-hmm. was stenciled. But um, yeah, it, it was a little awkward because the, the vase moved. And yeah. so you put your spoon in and especially you Shifts a little trying to break the chocolate ring so you got you gotta give it a little force yeah. and uh yeah it it, it was it, the dessert itself was good but um 
Yeah, that the presentation was a little awkward. I regret not getting the flourless uh, chocolate tort. Oh, I know that would oh, have been so good, great. but I was so full by that. Point. I was too. And then there was coffee, but then. <laughs> and then <laughs> this thing happened. And then something happened. Yeah. Okay. Let's just All of a sudden, you guys, we're just chatting along, having a nice evening oh. together, four friends. But it was it was in the towards the middle end, not at the end. Though. Right. We were right. Still, that's why I didn't finish the fish. Because oh. something happened. Francie, go ahead. But we, we were all just chatting, relaxed, having a lovely time, being together in the same place, treating ourselves to a fancy meal. And suddenly, Julia says, oh my God, you guys, I think that's Mick Jagger. <laughs> I thought, Julia, you've only had one cocktail <laughs> and one glass of wine. <laughs> What's going on? And I turn, and it's uh, two tables, 15, 20 feet away from us, and look at this guy and i'm like yeah he looks like mick jagger julia but i think i can hear his voice and he doesn't have a british accent and julia's like i can hear his voice and he does have a british it's accent him. and it's then mick we all jagger. got very very quiet very quiet and travis looked up to listen yeah i was like well why would mick jagger be in st louis exactly they don't even have a concert coming up but then i looked and they definitely have a concert coming up we're recording this right before the sunday of their big concert so, and when yeah. you said that, my stomach dropped. Like, like that, that really, like I knew it was him. There was no mistaking, but I needed validation from you guys. I just needed to know I wasn't crazy. When you what? said he was coming to town, I, everything stopped. The it moment, was the still night weird stopped. because it was a week before the concert, and we were like, wow, he really likes St. Louis. I, I mean, was still skeptical. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they have a concert on Sunday, but like that, yeah, super early. Two funny to things happened, but before, I just want to say, Going back to when I got out of the garage, and I didn't want to start with this, but I walked into a room filled with all of this musical equipment, like filled, and I, I didn't even think anything of it. I just looked oh, at it, and I was like, oh, there must have been some band here. On the way in? <laughs> yes. Okay. Wow. I had to ask for instructions to get to the restaurant. And every case had a Rolling Stones sticker on it. And you're like, they must we, be big fans of Rolling Stones. We need to give Francie Futterman props for getting well, the proof. Yes. So My back was to the table. <laughs> That he was at. And so I didn't want to just swivel around and stare. <laughs> Thank God. So I pulled out my phone and pretended like I was taking a picture of Julia, who was across the table at an angle from me, except I flipped the camera focus in the phone and took a selfie, but along the side of my head, pointed back towards Sir Mick. And um, we were able to. We could look. see what he was wearing, his shoes, and the wife he was sitting with. I was still skeptical. At that point, we were still skeptical, and I'm trying to take my own stealthy shot, but I'm not as good as Francie, and out of nowhere, this giant dude comes up, and he's like, please, no pictures. And, and that's then, when I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, that's Mick Jagger. Okay. And I'm, I'm immediately like, okay, my bad, sorry. And I like drop my phone, and I like... And I turned red, Nick embarrassed all of us. It's like Mick was, <laughs> Mick was about to come over, and Nick ruined it for everyone. I never even saw the giant dude. I just heard he him. He came out of nowhere. It was, it, that was I, actually, it was pretty funny. Yeah. And then <laughs> I... And he was serious. I, I, we, we all collectively spent the rest of our time there just... Not like, looking. <laughs> like schoolgirls going, oh my God, I can't believe Mick Jagger's here, but not looking. Like I turned my whole body because yep, I just couldn't. felt bad that this guy caught me and I just didn't see him coming and everything. And nobody else was making a fuss. So certainly no. we weren't going to yeah. be those people. Yeah. <laughs> we're in a fancy restaurant and everybody else is cool about it. And we're like, oh my God. So that picture will be on Instagram too. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
we, we talked about coffee and what it does or what it doesn't do. I was up until one thirty, but it was not because of the coffee. I was so... The thrill of Mick. It was. It was just so surreal. Like, I couldn't believe it. And that's why I was getting frustrated with the tiramisu, because it's like, I look like an idiot. <laughs> in, in front, front of, of Mick, Mick Jagger. Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> not again. <laughs> and that's why this experience, that's why I'm so polarized within myself. I loved it, and part of it was meh. But nothing will ever replace that wonderful night. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to go back to the review that I read earlier. Uh, first of all, she ordered everything that I ordered and was not happy with it. And I ordered it and was happy with it. So <laughs> screw you, Caitlin. You <laughs> have higher standards than me. Um, but also she mentioned that it's possible that the staff was distracted because Ronnie Wood was there that night. So maybe she was there at the same time we were and was across mm-hmm. the restaurant and he was at another table. He's the guitarist i believe for oh yeah i do believe yeah. that um our meal did take a little bit there was a lull but i didn't mind it at all for, yeah, for that reason i didn't not not significantly yeah yeah well and I, I always i just attributed that to like fine dining you know usually it's more of an experience you you do have like yeah. a few courses you have wine and it's not just Go and sit down and eat. Yeah. Leave. It's so, paced differently. Yeah. The room is not painted orange when you need to <laughs> rush through your meal and get out. <laughs> All right. I have a final thought. It is an expensive meal. I mean, you're paying for this, you know, beautiful ambiance, and we all felt that it was excellent service. I know some, there are some complaints on Yelp, but the service was attentive. The place is beautiful. They are using very fine ingredients. Like, these are not just, you know, your garden variety lentils. They are from Umbria, Italy. But I will say, you know, it is a special treat. The lentil soup was $11. Was it an $11 bowl of lentil soup? I don't know. Maybe. You do look 10 years younger. So <laughs> yeah. there is that. The anti-aging property. It's worth it every start penny. your Benjamin Button experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You had too much soup. <laughs> but you know, you know, my... my favorite soup in St. Louis is at one of my favorite places that I mention uh, every other podcast, which is uh, Cafe Natasha on South Grand. Their soup is called Osh, and it's their version of lentil soup, and it's fantastic, and um, it probably costs half as much. It's so good. So, you know, for, for regular meals, I would probably go back to my, you know, usual tried and true favorite. But for a special occasion, I mean, I really would love to have another bowl of that lentil soup someday. But the pizza, I don't know. Maybe other people have better experiences. Mine was nothing special. I think for a special occasion, I would go to the crossing. I wouldn't go back to the Ritz. I would go back and sit at the bar. I'd get a a cocktail. Mm. I would enjoy the ambiance. I would probably wish that maybe the lighting was a little bit dimmer but I, I would go back for that but i wouldn't i don't know if i'd go back for a meal i want to try the brunch so i I'll, I, I would try the brunch I'm, I'm a big brunch person for sure i i think my final thought on this place and you guys, you guys aren't going to believe i'm about to say this but i was wanting more upscale um, if, if I'm going, oh, God, we get well, they, it. They say Travis. it's casual because, because nobody came by with the crumb scraper no, on the yeah. table. No. <laughs> I, I'm talking about the food. Uh, I, I want, you know, I, I feel like maybe, uh, the chef here is trying to cater to, uh, 
what he believes like a, a broader palette in St. Louis is probably like because they put food. the word casual in the description. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see and, what you're saying. So, you know, like the pasta, they've got ziti, gnocchi, uh, you know, my fancy mac and cheese, the lasagna, they have pizzas, uh, you know, for their, their main dishes, they have, you know, a, a chicken dish, they have main lobster. Um, it, it just feels like they're trying to cater a little more to a Midwest audience. And if I'm going for a nice splurge, that's what I want it to be. I want, I want it to be food like I, I can't get this anywhere else. Exactly. I'm getting this yeah. chef's point of view. and um, So I, I liked what I got. I really enjoyed the meal. I'll go back and get brunch, take Hannah. But I kind of feel like he's got the reins on, and I wish he'd take them off. And just if you're going to do fine fine dining, Italian style, go for it. Like And make it an experience. Make it somewhere that, you know, and, you know, being in Clayton, maybe they're trying to get business people to come for lunch, you know, once a month or whatever. But, you know, make it make it a treat. Uh, it's it's priced as one. Um, you know, I I didn't hold I didn't pull any punches, but I walked away with a hundred dollar dinner. You know, it, yeah. and so it, it if that's if that's what I'm going to get, I want to I want to feel like I can only experience this with this chef. And I, I just didn't get that feeling, but I feel like the opportunity is there and the the talent's there, and I just want him to go for it. I, I felt that way with the fish, though. That's the one thing that I walked away with thinking that mm-hmm. I got something special and, and done well because it, it's very disappointing when people don't know how to do fish. It's very simple, and people screw it up. This was perfect, so there's and, that. And that that makes sense with the special. You know, that, yeah. it kind of seems like, well, this is the kind of food I want to cook, and I'm going to try it, and it's going to be the special. Right. And so... Do that. Do that on the menu. Well, I'm glad that you got the special. Sometimes when we go for the podcast, I'm hesitant. Because I, when I go alone, often get the special. But when I'm doing it for the podcast, I don't want to be like, well, here's this thing that you might be able to get sometimes, right. you know? Yeah. But I'm going to say that, yeah, if you go back and they have it, get it. It was great. I also liked the Frito Misto. I'd probably get that again. Wouldn't get the Rack of Lamb again because lambs are cute. And not eat lamb anymore. Thank you, Nick. But yeah, I would also go back. I think all of your criticisms, Travis, are uh, I, I appreciate them. I think I think there's a lot of truth in that. Pick this, your job. This feels off the just floor. as awkward for me yeah. as it does for you. <laughs> so you know, we did run the gamut of the menu. I mean, we we got we something because there were four of us going together. Mm-hmm. We were able to to pretty much get something out of every category that they offered. From cocktails to after-dinner espresso and appetizers and everything all the way through. I'd go back for the flourless tort, I think. Yeah, yeah. I would Cause like I, I go just that. for coffee and dessert. Yeah, the coffee was yeah. very good. It was fresh. And that means that does mean a lot to me. So, Julia, thank you once again for coming and joining us. I was hoping we were going to have another emotional breakthrough and cry with you, but... Um, good so now the contract is fulfilled and we get the name out right yes right Uh, i just have some paperwork if you can stay in sign uh let me just see how much the check is and we can talk about it this was a lot of fun you guys are very impressive and i'm really i think it's cool that i can call you guys friends thanks you're impressive (laughs) big hug um yeah uh if you haven't Give us a follow on Instagram. That's where we're like most active online. We post a lot of pictures there. That's Emi and St. Louis Podcast. If you have any questions for us, you can reach out to us there or email us directly at Emi and St. Louis Podcast at gmail.com. Any questions about food or St. Louis 
or Travis's trip to France. We <laughs> will do our best to answer them. And if you have a recommendation, we would love to hear uh, any place new, whether it's your restaurant or your friend's restaurant or someplace that you want to try or your, your favorite new place. Uh, please let us know. And support your local restaurants. Go out to eat. And tell us what you think. Go. Go to Casa Don Alfonso. Try it. And let us know. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Because we, we love to hear from you all. Uh, so, yeah, make sure to uh, key us in. Give me something to like. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I alley-ooped to Francie. She went under the back and went to you. And- all right, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And tell me, Chesapeake. Mm-hmm. Do you change your music at all? No, we just we have like a little thing that uh, we she's tweet heard it. To, no, she hasn't. Um, You've never listened to the podcast. I've listened to the podcast, but I don't. Uh, is it all the same? Uh, I listen to. I don't do podcasts. You're, you're cool. You're cool. Okay. This is a judgment-free zone. <laughs> Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> the whole, the whole she point knows of this us. Podcast is judgment. Oh, yeah. <laughs>